If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. It's Kev Lewin's decent to Sandbox. Since the Sandbox fans, we are back. And we're doing a little bit of a different twist to our fantasy episode. We usually talk about our fantasy rankings, fantasy trades, some waiver wire stuff. Today, we're actually going to discuss the fantasy flops and talk about the players and the scenarios that happened throughout the draft, throughout the early weeks in the NFL that really led to our fantasy disappointing seasons. Now, look, I get it. I'm a fantasy champion from last year. I started off this year 0-7. You guys heard about my injuries to J.K. Dobbins. I made a couple of moves. Waller underperforming, Saquon underperforming, Ayuk, Galladay. These are the guys that we're going to talk about. So guys, I, I want to get started with the first five rounds. And what I did here first to talk about a lot of the fantasy flops, Lou, we just looked at draft results and see where guys commonly, you know, were taken because I feel like that's, you know, a, a big part of, of the player being necessarily a disappointment mm-hmm. is what their expectations were. And, you know, I want to take this to the first round and we're not looking to be disrespectful here when we're talking about, you know, the guys flopping. We're talking about, you know, not getting the fantasy results. So if it's injuries, personal matters, you know, whatever's going on, COVID, um, whatever the reason, this isn't anything personal to the players. Talking about, you know, why us fantasy managers have sucked this year. And starting things off, Lou, first round, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon are two guys in the first round that I think I definitely have to highlight when that when I hear that underperform word. And we're talking about two guys that were drafted in the top three. And I know we just heard about Derrick Henry's injury and you know, when you're taking your guys in the top 10, you're really trying to avoid injury, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you're considering taking Derrick Henry when he hasn't really had a major injury happen like this before. But, you know, I would really say that McCaffrey and Saquon are, are, you know, definitely underperforming players. And these are probably two players that are going to be outside, you know, the first round next year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how many years can you go in a row with with getting these injuries, especially to the lower body, it's not like it's like Saquon has a banged up shoulder or a wrist. Yeah. It's it's serious stuff, man. And mm-hmm. I hate to say it, so I'm on a I'm on a four year I'm on a four year consecutive streak of winning a fantasy league in football. Four years straight, it's gonna come to an end this season. Yeah. Sadly, in our Yahoo league, I am in. I think I'm in eight, uh, sixth now. In my other league, I'm in last. And then in our uh, Thaddeus league, I think I'm in the middle of the pack, probably like four or five, whatever it is. But now Derrick Henry's hurt, and again, it's another guy playing out of his mind, but he finally gets that one injury. You know what I mean? He's a durable guy. That's why I drafted him over over Kamara yeah. is because he doesn't get hurt, and then he finally did, and it's crazy. And then you look at guys like Calvin Ridley who couldn't get it done, and now he's got mental health problems because he – He's probably so disappointed in himself. Outside of fantasy, I mean, the guy was supposed to be the number one for Atlanta, and now it's Kyle Pitts, and now it's Cordero Patterson. Like, it's crazy. And then there are guys that just get hurt every season. Like, I think Josh Jacobs, who I had some high hopes for, is just another injury every week. It's like he plays, and then he's questionable, and then he plays Uh a little, and then he's hurt, and it's just so disappointing. Yeah, no, it it definitely is, and... You know, the the lingering injuries, you know, those are the ones that, that are so tough. And that's 
that's what hurts you when it comes down mm-hmm. to taking guys like a Julio Lou and you know you, these are just things that you kind of deal with consistently and you know you want to take the good production with it but obviously you know you, you need you need production you need to get wins um I want to take this to some guys that that we were talking about in the second third round um predominantly Lou I know you mentioned Calvin Ridley yeah he's going through um, a bunch of stuff going on. And, and yeah, you know, it could be football related. It could not be. We have no mm-hmm. idea. If you want my honest opinion, I would assume that it that have, has a little bit to do with football. But I wish if it did have to do with football, I wish Calvin Ridley knew that he's probably seeing a lot more attention um, than he yeah. was at any other point in his career. J.K. Dobbins, this was somebody that I was heavily invested in. Drafted him in three of my leagues. I told everybody that if there was one guy that was going to be, you know, a, a solid pick, regardless of where you took him, if he reached, if he fell, uh, J.K. Dobbins, if you're going into the best rushing offense in the NFL, getting the most opportunity, obviously, besides the quarterback, that's a consistent play, regardless yeah. of any way you slice it. So yeah. J.K. Dobbins is definitely somebody that put me in an unfavorable favorable scenario. And little two guys that we talk about often on the show is, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Darren Waller. And mm-hmm. um, Darren Waller dealing with some some different, you know, body injuries and things like that. But um, just not really getting the, to, to see CEH get it done at all. Yeah, and it's funny because you think a guy like Waller would be the number one. But it's it just it's just weird. It, what it is, I feel like, happens is there are guys on teams that we don't expect to pop off like Ruggs, Renfro. You know what I mean? Just random guys. And they take the shine away. And once Waller gets hurt, they... They fall out of the one spot, and it yeah. it's tough to see. I think he's one of the few redeemable guys that we'll talk about. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, though, I think you've been right since the beginning. He's just yeah. uh, overvalued across the board. A solid Absolutely. player, but very overvalued at what he does. And that's what's so tough about taking running backs from big-name schools. And, I mean, we've seen, you know, the Alabama running backs. You know, they've been so consistent through the NFL. And not that the LSU backs haven't, because Leonard Fournette's, you know, a great back yeah. from LSU. But, um realistically you just can't give them all the hype and I'm not I'm not a person that is like oh you know the running back position so devalued because Mm -hmm. the best running backs in the NFL get their money like Zeke's making 17 million Derrick Henry's making probably 20 million Saquon even if he don't stay on the Giants he's going to make a a, a very favorable contract so if you know you're the top echelon you're gonna get yours but I feel like when the draft process comes around, it is very tough to say that, you know, a running back who probably hits a lot less frequently rather than, you know, a defensive pass rusher or like mm-hmm. an offensive lineman. I feel like you also have to take, you know, a big a big chance when it comes to the draft yeah. and understanding, you know, where your risks really go. And that's part of team building and establishing teams. And that's why we've seen teams like, like the Steelers do it so well, the Packers, the Ravens do it so well, the Colts over all the years, and teams like the Giants and the Jets just not be able to, to develop or, or fundament, fundamentally establish some of the things going on. But Lou, a couple of, a couple of names that that were also on, on my team targeted in drafts and things like that, Ayuk, Brendan Ayuk, Kenny Galladay, and Robert Woods. You know, these are all huge name players who had, you know, who could have been league winners mm-hmm. last year? And you would have thought that in, in a second year for Ayuk and a, a new system for Galladay that, you know, the roles would just expand so much more. But um, definitely wasn't the case. And Robert Woods were getting an improved quarterback play. Um, you would think that instead of all the love just going to Cooper Cup, that 
Woods would get six targets a game and Cup would get six targets a game. Kind of crazy to see it go otherwise. Or even ten and five. Like it's it, <laughs> it is ridiculous. I, I'll say that. I feel like Robert Woods it feels like he's the ugly girl at the prom. Like no one wants to <laughs> dance with the poor guy. But uh, uh when you when you talk about Chris Carson, I mean like that I injuries every year. It it sucks. The talent is there every time, man. Yeah, the opportunity for sure too. And Lou, you know, this is a name that We've gone back back and forth with you keeping them and me advising yeah. you otherwise. And Ayuk Ayuk was yeah. another guy I kept and yeah. we both thought he was gonna be the guy and he he played well last week, but it's like Hey, you know what it is? Oh. When we coincidentally pick pick those guys, we know those are just gonna be the guys to yeah. avoid from now on. Maybe we should start a dynasty league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guys that are gonna be good in like ten years. Legit. Oh man, that that'd be good. Um, one that was surprising, and, and just you know, one last name, uh, two last names I really wanted to talk about. Kittle, Kittle, obviously, you no, know, he got banged up. That that was a name that when you hit the tight end position, you know, he's he's a staple in mm-hmm. it. And, and you would definitely think that you know he wouldn't have had you know a down year this year. But the Forty ers are weird. We had high expectations for them that they didn't really follow through. Um, and then two from the Bears, Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. You know, Allen Robinson, more from less opportunity, and David Montgomery, obviously, more from injury. But I wouldn't be surprised if we heard Allen Robinson's name involved on, on trade day. Yeah, I, absolutely. Those two guys. I mean, I have Montgomery in a league. I just traded him away, actually, sadly. But uh, I'm in last, so we don't need him. We don't need him at all. <laughs> but yeah, A-Rob, too, it just, you thought at least going into the season, even if he doesn't put up big numbers in a PPR league, he's still going to get you at least 10 points a week. Yeah, yeah, Five yeah. catches, 50 yards. You know what I mean? Just basic stuff. But he is just, who would have thought that Michael Pittman now is more of a, 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 a secure fantasy option than him? Or a guy like Randall Cobb, even, is a more secure fantasy option than Allen Robinson. Robinson. Paul Mitch Trubisky got the, he got, he got such a raw deal. Right. I know, and it's crazy that Allen Robinson had all that success with Mitch Trubisky, who was viewed as such a bad quarterback. And now, and the Bears were winning games with him, and now they can't win games. So now it just looks really bad. Yeah, Nagy, hot seat. Yeah, honestly, he has a harder seat than Zimmer for sure. He's gone. Yeah, they're they're honestly both gone. If you want my honest opinion, um, we could talk about the coach and hot seat really quick too. Who's another team that Pete Carroll got to be close? Oh my <laughs> I god! Say. How many years can you go? <laughs> he got to be real close. Lou Brian Flores has a little bit of a leash. No, I wouldn't so? say so. Who was the guy supposedly? But you're talking about Watson. Yeah. It's like, dude, make up your mind. I think that's the biggest thing to get coaches fired is indecision. True. More than sticking to their guns. Like if you're gonna go down in flames, like Tom Coughlin went down with Eli. They got two Super Bowls on the way, but that was his guy. He knew what he wanted. It was defense, and he had his guy. Yeah. Miami has a solid defense, even though they're not playing like it. And it's like they what? can't do it with any guy. I'll say this: <laughs> I would say Riverboat Ron's up there. Ooh. Just because, I mean, Washington is so... How, how do you go from having a top five defense to a, to, a bottom five wow. defense? And then you, you... I didn't even think of him, though. Because Heineke isn't playing well. Fitzpatrick's hurt. Every signing they've made has essentially backfired. I think I think they'll give him a chance to draft a quarterback. Same, yeah. I would give him one. Um, but he's definitely not... I don't, I don't think they're committed to him. No, right they're probably... But, but on, yeah. And, and, like, honestly, Washington's such a mess where, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they got rid yeah, of him. But I'm just surprised they're such a mess. Yeah, I know. I love the defense. I drafted the defense in every league. Thinking I'm guaranteed three sacks... In under 24 points a game. And, low t- in, in unison, we were sold on the 
Washington defense, the Giants defense, defense. San Francisco defense. Mush. San Francisco <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for the Fantasy Flops. If you guys like this episode, please let us know. Go check out the Power Rankings, Impressions, Fantasy Rankings, our interview with Anthony D'Ambrosio. Get your cans, get your T-shirts, and leave the five-star review. See you later, guys.